Welcome on in Eagles fans to episode 52 of our Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com, the No Huddle Show. We're doing this podcast on a Wednesday morning. I'm Joe Gillio, joined as always by Elliot Shore Parks and Mark Eckel. They cover the Eagles for NJ Advanced Media. Normally, we'd start with the game, what just happened, a loss in overtime to the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. But we're going to start here with the news of the week, the unfortunate news for the Eagles, and that is the arrest of Josh Huff, one of their wide receivers, and one of their better players on special teams, arrested on the Walt Whitman Bridge yesterday. Elliot, uh, you've had all the details. I mean, uh, it's from what people have, have read and understood, it's, it seems like it's a, a pretty serious deal. Josh Huff arrested, um, marijuana in the car, and, and hollow point bullets and a gun as well. Elliot, tell us what, what we need to know here. Yeah, I mean, this obviously isn't the first time an Eagles player has been in trouble off the field since, uh, you know, Doug Peterson has taken over. But I think this is definitely the most serious in terms of potential jail time. Um, I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, he, he had a, a gun in the car with bullets um, in Jersey. That's illegal. To You're not allowed to drive around with a gun. He, he's allowed to own the gun and have it in his house. Um, and apparently the gun was registered in Texas, which is where he lives. But um you know, when he was pulled over, he had it in the car. And in Jersey, if you don't have a permit to carry the gun around, from what I understand from t- talking to go- gun law experts, it's a mandatory minimum, no parole, three and a half years in prison. So obviously, you know, each case is different to some degree. We'll see what Josh Huff's lawyer lawyers argue. But this is a serious, serious case for, for Josh. I mean, you know, this is outside of football. And we'll see what, what happens. But... Yeah, I mean he's set to he's set to practice on uh on Wednesday. Um Doug Peterson set to address the uh the media. So this is a tough spot for the Eagles. I mean, there's a lot of different layers to this. Obviously the most important layer is Josh being in, in legal trouble legal legal trouble. But from from just a football perspective, now the Eagles have to figure out what do they do with him. I mean, they this is now the third or fourth incident of a player being involved in, in legal trouble off the field. And for all the people that you know, made fun of Chip Kelly's emphasis of, on culture and, you know, culture wins, get, beat scheme and all that stuff. You didn't really have this type of issues with, with Chip in his three years here, and, and certainly not this many issues in such a, a short amount of time. No, they didn't, and now they have a, a major one to deal with. Mark, how do you think the Eagles will deal with this? How do you think they should deal with this? Well, first let me say this. Why did everybody say this is whatever incident since Doug Peterson took over? Peterson, Peterson has nothing to do with this. Why don't we say since Howie Roseman took over to control the team? I think that's more a, a fairer way of, 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 of looking at things. So, okay, so let me get that off my chest. Um, how are they going to do it? They, well, they've set precedent by doing nothing, so why make Huff? To, I mean, Nelson Aguilar, I mean, although he was cleared already, he wasn't even charged with anything, but he did give the, put the team in a bad light. Nothing happened. They, they said, well, we're just going to wait and see. And every, I don't think, I don't even think they even talked to him. Uh, Nigel Bradham's gotten uh, in trouble twice. Eagles haven't done anything there. Well, you know, that's just, you know, we don't, they don't do things like that. So, I mean, if it would be really, if they do like cut off or, or suspend them or whatever they do, it would be like, wait a minute, why, why him? Yeah, that's true. I mean, they have they've let other things slide here and just said they said let the legal system take take its course, which it will here with Josh Huff. And, um, you know, for the Eagles, Elliot, you know, this is no matter what happens and when it happens with him, this is a it will be a big loss if they lose him. I mean, he's we know the Eagles have issues really? with wide receiver. I think it will, Mark. I mean, he's played really well for them on special teams. 
wait, wait, wait. He's been a very good kick returner. Wendell Smallwood's had three kickoff returns. One went for a touchdown, and, and the other two have averaged like 28 yards. I'm not going to miss him that much. Hey, but I do think, I mean, regardless of whatever you think. I mean, really. I mean, but he's still. Where are they going to miss him? He, he's still one of their top receivers. He has 73 receiving yards. All right, that, that just, I'm not saying, he, I mean, that's, you know, I'm not saying the Eagles have good receivers. I'm just saying, I mean. I'm saying he has 70. They can't make up 73 yards, 10 yards a game. They can't make up. <laughs> I, like I said, I didn't say he was an elite receiver. They're not going to miss. They wouldn't miss him. Nobody would. Come on, guys. You're not going to miss Josh you think, I don't. I don't know. I mean, like Joe said, he is a good kick returner, a very good kick He's returner. A very, if they didn't have Wendell Smallwood or Darren Sproles, I would say, yeah, that's a big loss. First of all, these days, one kickoff gets re- returned a game. Most of them go in the end zone. You kneel down. You get it at the twenty-five. Yeah, but you've, you've about said one yourself, play a game. Yeah, but you've said he's yourself, a good kick returner. Yes, he's he. But so is Wendell Smallwood. Okay, but who's their best kick returner? I don't. By average, Wendell Smallwood. I think. All right. Well, he's returned far. I don't. I don't know if that's true. But also, uh, he's returned less kicks. I mean, Josh Huff is their best well, kick returner. Okay, but by, uh, we don't know that Smallwood's had three in his life. One thirty thirty three percent of Wendell Smallwood's kickoff returns have gone for touchdowns. That's pretty good average. Yeah, that is pretty good. I'm average. just saying. I'm just saying Smallwood's pretty darn good too. Given if I don't know if Smallwood gets, I don't think they're going to miss. I don't think it would be that big a miss. That's all. I'm no, saying. I'm not Josh saying Huff. it would ruin their. Se- <laughs> I'm not saying it would ruin their season by any means. I'm just saying he is their best kick returner. So if he's gone, by that- not by average, but okay. Well, the other thing he is, and I and there's no pun intended here. This is just what he is. He's the gunner on punt return, right? On punt coverage. So they'll miss him there. And it does sound funny now, yeah. even though we're not trying to be funny here. Um, I mean, he, he's a big part of their specialties. Regardless of, of if they can replace him or not, he is that. Before we get into the trade deadline and what they didn't do on Tuesday and moving forward here, I mean, I guess we can, we can talk about this. Is there a bigger problem here, whether it is since Howie took back over, since Doug, since Chip left? We could, we could put the line of demarcation wherever we want, but... I mean, do you guys think there's a problem here with this with this roster? I mean, Algalor got in trouble. Obviously, he was let off, and that would turn out to be nothing, really. Uh, Bradham has to deal with his issues. And now Huff. I mean, Elliot, do you think there's there's a cultural problem here to bring it back to what they tried to avoid in the past? That's really tough to answer because I don't think that – the, the players respect Doug, and they like Doug. I don't think they're afraid of Doug like they were afraid of Chip. And everyone wanted to say, you know, you, Chip wasn't close enough with his players and all those things, and he wasn't a player's coach. And, yeah, there, there's downsides to, that, to having that type of relationship with your player, like any boss. I mean, anybody listening to this, you know, presumably has a boss. And if you have a good relationship with him, you probably feel a little easier in doing certain things than you would if you were afraid every time he stepped out of his office. So do the, are the Eagles players being maybe slightly less – safe and a little more reckless because Doug is their coach? I mean, maybe, but at the end of the day, if Josh Huff is going to carry around a gun, he's going to carry around a gun. I mean, I don't think he steps out of his house and says, oh, Peterson's my coach. Let me let me bring my gun with bullets. Hol- <laughs> like, you know, like, I just think, I, I mean, I, I don't know, and I'll ask him this, and he might not answer it, but it wouldn't surprise me if Huff's been carrying his gun in the car for, for three years. It's just... So happened he got pulled over today. And, you know, hey, normally the Eagles are – they used to not practice. They used to practice on Tuesday. So, you know, who knows, under Chip and not – right. But you wouldn't, 
If Kip was here, he wouldn't have gotten arrested yesterday. Right. He, he would have been in practice. And I mean, you know, yeah. of the two of the three players we've talked about that have gotten in legal trouble, Huff was brought in by Chip and was a Chip player or drafted under the Chip regime. And Nelson Aguilar was definitely a Chip pick. And so uh, Nigel Bradham, how he signed him. But I mean, I I don't I almost think it's more just cert- it just happens to be happening all at this time. But yeah, I mean, there's no denying that since Chip left, things have have spiraled out of control a little bit. And I think at this point, a lot of it, because you might have a player that's going to end up in jail. So. Bradham's still on trial, too. Yeah, but it seems he like. He hasn't had his trial yet. Yeah. It seems like nothing's going to happen here, but we don't know. We don't it's up to that guy. If he, and and this is the, the guy that, that he beat up. This is the point I guess I would emphasize is a lot of times when you see players get arrested or things like that, you know, you, you read, you know, Nigel Bradham could do up to 10 years in jail or up to 15 years in jail. But realistically, those chances are small. Like Huff, Huff is in serious legal trouble here. I mean, this, you know, this could very realistically end in jail time for Huff. So this isn't just, you know, like a sports story here. So the Eagles have a serious issue. Like, do they want their franchise to be linked to him as he goes through his trial? You know, like there's that type of thing. So the Eagles have a very tough decision to make here just in terms of how how much they want to be associated with Huff, whether what they think he did is bad or not, and whether or not they think he should go to jail, all those things. This is going to be potentially a, a very big issue for Huff. So the Eagles have to decide whether they want to stand by him on this or not. Well, I hope they think what he did was bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm you're his biggest guy. You can't defend him on this one, can you? No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm just okay. saying some people think you should be allowed to carry guns. Right? I, I, that, we won't have to get in that discussion right now. I'm saying it's not okay. like – Listen, I'm not, a, I'm not one of those get rid of the gun. I'm, but you can't be high and, and speeding no, across I the wall with Madrid when I, you do it. I agree 100%. <laughs> what he did is wrong. I agree 100%. Okay. All right. It's indefensible. There's no, so there's no defending him here, right? No, there's no defending him. Not okay, at all. Good. All right. I just want to make sure of that. All right. Yeah. The, the question is, though, what would you do if you were the Eagles? If I'm – well, I would have been punishing guys right from the go. Right, but and they haven't. It doesn't been. happen. Right. Well, I know, but that's I, – that's why I can't answer now because now I think you can't – how can you – like, what are you, just pick and choose who you punish now? I mean, I don't I don't know what – I mean, I don't know what they're going to do. And I, I – they, they painted themselves into this corner now. Yeah, and that, you can't turn your you can't put your head in the sand on on Aguilar and Bradham and who knows what else we don't know about, and then say okay, well, how, you know, I mean, well, here's the here's the two. Yeah, I mean, you can they can do anything they want. It's it's, it's private. They're they're a private business. They, I mean, there's right. no it's their their team. They can. I mean, Jimmy Johnson had this was this wasn't about you know legal issues, but Jimmy Johnson, the old Cowboy coach, had the great line when he said, "If a player falls asleep during a meeting, I get rid of that player." If Emmett Smith falls asleep during a meeting, I say, "Oh, the meeting has has gone too too long." <laughs> right. I mean, that, you know, that's just him making a joke, saying stars get di- different treatment. But that that's totally different than legal stuff. I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm really curious to see what they what and if they do. Well, here's here's the thing. I agree with you that they've kind they've set a precedent of not doing anything to these players, which is a bad precedent to set. And this is why Nigel, when Nigel Bradham got in trouble. I wrote, this is a big decision for Doug, because if you don't do anything yeah. to him, right? I, I think it's Howie, not Doug, though, don't you? Well, I think in this case, Doug does have say. Do you? I mean, as much say you as think he does Doug could cut Howie. You, you think if Doug wants, if, if Howie says we're not cutting him, 
and Doug wants to cut him, whether it's Brad and Tuff, Aguilar, whatever. You think you don't think Howie wins that fight? No, I agree with you. I agree with you that Doug. There's nothing Doug, not nothing, but there's very little Doug can overrule Howie on. Right. I agree. I agree with you on that. But my point is, I think this is something where they legitimately would really, really listen to Doug, as opposed to I think there's certain instances where Doug might not even be in the meetings when it comes to certain decisions. So, I mean, the the, the problem is, I mean, and, Doug could bench him. Doug could have him. I think that's what Doug. I mean, I, I think that's as far as Doug's um, power goes. He could just not play him Sunday. Right now, the other the other thing is what you were saying. So they didn't punish the first two guys, and in that way, yeah, it's hard to do something to th- the third. But the two things I'd say is one, this is because because Nelson Aguilar wasn't actually charged with anything. If Aguilar was accused and I mean uh, like actually charged with sexual assault, then yeah, that would have been the worst of the three. But since his incident proved to legally not be anything um i mean what huff's done is a the most easily in my opinion the most serious of the three in terms of the law but two yeah you messed up the first two but you can't like you can't make this decision based off of two bad ones before like sooner like yeah it sucks it does suck for huff that he could potentially end up being you know the poster child here and end up you know being made example of but you know what? He shouldn't have carried a gun around and been high in speeding. So he really put well, himself. Well, Brad, Brad shouldn't have had one at the airport. I agree, but those, those decisions have already been made. So you can have it at the airport, but you can't have it in the car. So I said that's where we draw the line. Well, well I think this. I mean, for me, th- there's a point where doesn't the, don't they have to stop this before you do have a team problem? Like I, that's what I'm saying, like yeah, like, like I think Mark makes sense when he says, "All right, you know, they didn't do anything before, and, and when do you start precedent?" But like at some point here, this like I almost think. It's weird because a part of me says, you know what, maybe I wouldn't suspend him. I'd let the legal system play out here. But then I, the other part of me says, how could they not do anything here? How could they just <laughs> pretend this isn't a big deal? And here's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Mark, that it's not fair. It's not fair to Huff. No, listen, guys, I would, like I said, I'm all for, I'm, I'm, I think I'm the most conservative of the three of us. I'm the one that would punish. But since they didn't, I don't, I'm just saying I don't think they're going to do anything because I haven't seen them do anything yet. Right. No, no. I, I, yeah, I agree. I'm just saying, I think at this point, you have to do something. You can't just get up there at the podium and say, this is an ongoing investigation. We have no comment. And then just let him practice every day and then let him play on Sunday. Well, he's here today. He's going to be there. We're, we're yeah. taking this Wednesday right. morning prior to practice. You've been told that he's going to be at practice today, right? Yeah, he's going to be at the Novacare and he should practice. Yeah. So it then sounds what, like then that. It looks to me like, then it looks to me like they're not doing anything. Which, right? Yeah. I just, okay. I mean, I can't imagine. To me, though, I don't know. I can't. I can't believe that they're gonna not do anything to him. I mean, but well, then why? Then why is he practice today? What are you make him? Oh, maybe, maybe it'll be like maybe Doug will take after Andy Reid. I'll make him push his sweat up and down the field. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you were taking it. I mean, come on. If, if they were gonna do something, you call him last night and say, Josh, listen. Like like you suggested in in the story that that you wrote um, Wednesday morning. You know, you tell them to stay away. Stay away this week. Yeah. I don't want you here. You're not playing. You're not playing against the Giants. We'll we'll talk Monday. Just take the stay home. Well, this, I mean, you know, you worry about this. What what should really scare the players away? If because let's be honest, I would guess Josh Huff is not the only player on the Eagles. Well, we know Nigel does, but that carries a gun on him, right? I mean, I'm not saying it's a large amount, but I'm sure Josh Huff is not the only one. Right. If right. you're an Eagles player, well, we know, which, right? We know that. 
what should really scare you about this is knowing that he might go to jail. Like, I mean, you know, if Nigel Bradham gets benched for a quarter, whatever they would decide to do with him. Yeah, if you're another player that shows Doug's not, you know, Doug's serious about these things, blah, blah. But if you're if you're like a locker mate and you're like a few lockers down from Huff and all of a sudden you see his stuff's gone because he's in jail. I mean, that that should really scare the what's really scared. Not just the Eagles. Elliot. I mean, this, this is it. This goes further than the Eagles. This is the whole league, the NBA, any any yes. major league base. I mean, any not just not even the athletes, me, you, Joe, any, you know, whoa, he, Josh Huff went to jail for, for, for you know, and I'm saying, you know, I'm saying this is this is bigger than. Athlete, this is this is this is world issues now. This isn't just, you know, Josh Huff is a drop the pass, you know. Now Josh Huff has to deal with this. The Eagles have to deal with Josh Huff, and when they do get back to, you know, the business of being on the field, whether he's there or not, um, we found out on Tuesday, along with Josh Huff getting himself in a whole big mess of trouble, that the Eagles did not add to the position he plays on the field, which is wide receiver. Trade deadline comes and goes. We know what happened on Sunday night where, I mean, it was just a debacle to watch the Eagles blow that game and have no receiver capable, at least in their minds, of getting down the field uh, for Carson Wentz. Were you guys surprised that Howie Rosen wasn't able to pull off a deal for a wide receiver? Elliot? So I don't think Howie, like – I don't think Howie wasn't able to in the way that he wanted to make a deal and there just wasn't deals to be made. I think Howie decided not to make a deal. Um, now, I'm surprised. Am I surprised they didn't make a deal? No, I'm not surprised by that. It's In the NFL, it's not very likely and all those things, blah, blah. But I, I guess I'm kind of surprised in a way, though, that I think the Eagles know they need to address their receiver situation. And I do think that they can. they think they can win this year. So... You know, I guess there was the report out there that the Eagles offered a fifth round pick for Torrey Smith and the Niners wanted a third round pick. So I think it was smart of the Eagles to say no to that. I don't think you give a third round pick up for Torrey Smith. As much as I think he would have been a good addition to this team and all those things, a third round pick, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, 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 can, I don't blame the Eagles for not doing that. But I do think they tried to do it. And I think that's a sign that they know they have issues here and that this is going to be a position that they're that could be in for a serious overhaul. I mean, there might only be one receiver on the team that's on the team now that's on this roster next year, and that's Jordan Matthews. So I think they're, they're going to be doing a ton of work at the receiver position. They tried to get it done during the season, and it didn't happen. You think they give up on Green Beckham after a year? It wouldn't, I, mean, if I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I don't think they will, but if, if I told you they, they, they got rid of Green Beckham in this offseason, would you be like – Whoa! I mean, I'd be surprised. Yeah, I'd be, yeah, I'd be whoa because he doesn't right. make a lot of money, and I would. Like Doug has already said a million times, like I'd like to have a whole camp with him, a whole offseason with him, blah blah blah. So, I, yeah, I'd be, I, yeah, I would. Be, right, that, that's fair. So, so, so maybe that's the only one. Yeah, so so two, um, but I think you know of the five receivers that are on this roster next year. I mean, I think at most two of them are already here. I don't think Aguilar's back. I don't think Huff's back. I don't think Treggs is back. Huff, Huff, Huff might be busy. Right, yeah, exactly. Huff might be working on his own issues. So, Mark, were, getting you, the Mark, were you surprised that they didn't make a deal? No, because all you said, this is that nobody made deals. So, I mean, Cleveland and New England made the one deal Monday. The NFL, it, it, I've, been, I've been doing this a long time. It, it's the most hyped up non-event of the year. You hear a hundred names and nobody ever gets traded. It just does. I don't know why. Like you know, baseball, you hear the names and those guys do get traded. Basketball, not always, but 
there's always a there's there's a handful of trades. I mean, football this doesn't happen. And I'm not buying the Niners thing because if that was true, if the Niners said we want a three and Eagles said we'll give you a five, don't they meet in the middle and and, and do it for a four and make it a, a conditional pick somehow? I mean, you can't be upset if you're an Eagles fan because it's not like. This would if, if if I'm a fan and I and, and I wanted Tory Smith or I wanted Alshon Jeffrey, and the Niners traded Smith to the um, I don't know pick a team the uh, Dolphins for a for a fourth round pick, then I would have said, oh man, why didn't we just give him a fourth round pick? We could have got him, you know. Um, since nobody was traded, it tells me that maybe the Niners weren't all that serious about really trading Tory Smith, or maybe or the Bears obviously didn't want to trade Alshon Jeffrey or anybody or any of the other names that were being talked about. Because like nobody, I mean, there was no major trade yesterday. From you know, we heard a lot of rumors, but none of none of it came out. So that's just the way the NFL works. It is. It's difficult to make deals. We talk about them a lot. They don't happen. And now uh, the Eagles have to move forward, guys, with the rest of their season with the roster the way it is. We'll see about Josh Huff. All right, for, from each of you, uh, your thoughts on where the Eagles are right now? We know Sunday night was a debacle from the ten point lead, blowing it, but they did have the Cowboys. Uh, they did have the Cowboys down in the fourth quarter. Four and three now uh, on the season, heading to the Giants on Sunday. Elliot, when you look at this team, what do you see now? I mean, are we in store for just an up-and-down year? Do you think they could still come out of this and be in the race? Or do you think Sunday and the last four weeks where they're one and three is, is more of a precursor to where we're headed here? So I think Eagles fans should feel good about the team coming out of Dallas. I mean, I know it's a loss, so obviously – I'm sure Eagles fans aren't overall not feeling that good, but they went into Dallas who is right now, and it might not be saying much, but is right now probably the best team in the NFC. They dominated that game for stretches. It took them blowing a 10 point lead for Dallas to take it into overtime. And then they lost in overtime. So I think there was a lot to take away positive to take away from that game. Now, the issue with the Eagles is going to be, they have a very tough schedule coming up. So they could really, I mean, you know, the giants, I think they're probably going to win that game. But after that, you have the Falcons, the the Seahawks, the Bengals, the Packers. I mean, those are four games where if the Eagles compete with those teams each week and they lose every one, yeah, it's going to be disappointing to fans because this team's going to end up not making the playoffs. But they they have a chance to really kind of get a, a lot of good you know uh, litmus tests here to see where they where they land. So I think going forward, Eagles fans should feel good about this team. Carson Wentz looks like he's legit. The defense completely choked against Dallas, but still played good for stretches. This team just needs to learn how to win. And once they learn how to close these games out, they're going to be a very good team, a, you know, a 10, 11, 12 win team. That just, it might take till next season for that to happen. Mark, for you, how do you think Eagles fans should feel after, after that tough loss Sunday? Well, you got to feel bad after any, any time you lose, you feel bad. And especially when you had a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter to your arch rival in your mind anyway, um, you feel bad, but I, I, I think that loss, if anyone thought the Eagles were going to win the NFC East, I don't think that's a reality now. I mean, you're two and a half games back. It's a division law. I mean, there's a lot, it's going to be real. It would Dallas have to really fall apart now for anybody else. And, and not just Eagles, Giants and Redskins. The Dallas looks like they're pretty much in the draw. I don't know what the odds are now on Vegas, but it, it, it has to be, the Dallas has been overwhelming favorites win the NFC East. Um, with that said, the wild card spots are very. I mean, it's it's. I, I don't know who's going to get the two wild card spots in the NFC because there's you go almost anybody. I mean, throw out the 49ers, um, 
and anybody else I think has has a shot. Even the Bears after they they went over to Vikings now, they might think, hey, we get, you know we win a couple more. We're right there. I think nine wins will get a wild card spot this year. I really I do. Agree I, with I think you, the Mark. second I think wild card it, team. I think it might get both wild. I think you. I think you might get nine for both wild card spots. Possibly one, definitely. I think um, because it's so wide open now. I mean, you have. I think all three. I think if if we put the Cowboys in as the NFC's title winners, I think Eagles, Giants, Redskins will all be in the mix. If you if you go to the North, the whoever doesn't win now between Green Bay and Minnesota will be in the mix. The and Lions are going Eagles to be in the have mix. the tiebreaker over the Vikings. Just throwing that out there. But they don't have it to the Lions. No. Um, no. And 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 we'll find out what happens with the Packers. Um, in the in the South. Don't count Carolina out, right? I mean, they, that was a big win for, for them last week. I think they're, they're, I mean, they're a team that they've have. They went to the Super Bowl last year, so they know how to win. Right. I wouldn't be surprised if if they got on a roll and, and got back back in the mix. The Falcons are obviously in the mix. You know, um, New Orleans. They think they beat Seattle. They think they're in the mix now, right? I mean, it's just so wide open. So every every week we're going to say, oh, this team's up. Like I can't. We, I think Elliot said earlier that Dallas is the best team in the NFC. I. There's no, I don't even. There's even an argument at that at this point right now that they're the best team. I don't know who the second best team in the NFC is. You know, I'm looking at the standings right now, and I know it's parody. We've had this for a while. The NFL loves this, but I don't know if I've ever seen this, Mark. As you were saying that, Me I'm I'm looking at the standings right now. Green Bay and the Giants are the five and six seed of the season yep. ended today. They're four and three each. If you scroll down, there are nine teams, including Green Bay and the Giants, nine teams separated by one game. For those yep. two wildcard yep. spots. And then if you want to include Carolina like you did, that means 10 teams separated by two games with, what, nine games to go? I mean, this is – yeah, the Eagles are very much – they're very much still in this and, thing. And that's the thing. Because and they play a lot of those teams. Well, that's, yes. what, yep, that's what I was just about to say. That You know, I remember, I remember Chip's first year when the Eagles fell to 3-5 and five and they had those two really bad losses at home back-to-back against the Cowboys and the Giants. And everyone said, oh, the season's over, you know, it's done, whatever. And that was uglier than the that was much uglier than the current situation the Eagles in. The Eagles are playing for the most part this year at a high level. I, would we would we agree with that overall? When you look at their first seven games, would you agree for the most part they played above average football? I would. I mean, they sure. they've blown some average, teams yeah. out, and the and the three games they've lost by what a combined what fourteen points? Right. Yeah. Exactly. So as much as these next few games, you know, I don't think they're going to go four and zero or whatever. But they do have the chance to – they very much still control their own destiny. It's not like they're – Oh, absolutely. Right, exactly. So, right, exactly. I mean, they're still – what? They have nine games left, right? They've played, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, they, I would put the chance of them making the playoffs at – not to take a cop out, but honestly, like 50%. Maybe maybe 55 if I had to lean one way. Yeah, and it, it might come down to tiebreakers and which games they win compared to which games they lose, but – there's a lot of season left here. It starts with the Giants. This, right. Go ahead, go ahead. This week's big. I'm glad you, I, I just wanted to say, yeah, it, I mean, I don't, there are nine games left. and, and all, But this week, and they're playing another division team. I, I know it's on the road again, and that, and that was a weird schedule, too, to have the first three division games all on the road and then the last three at home. This whole, whoever made the schedule this year, I think they were hanging out with, with – maybe some people that were doing things illegally because I've never seen a schedule like this. That's been so crazy they're playing their third straight team off a bye. And, but getting back to my point, they don't want to go. zero and three in the division. Cause that's one of the top tiebreakers. 
if, if them, you know, Giants, Redskins, Eagles, if they're all, well, the Redskins have a tie, so they probably wouldn't tie with them unless they get a tie. But you don't want to go, oh, you don't want to lose your first three, three division games because that is going to make you have to win the last three, I think, you know? But if the Eagles can get, if the Eagles can get to the final four games and still be in, in playoff contention and, and alive for the division, then I think they got a good shot because I think they're much better at home and you get all three division teams at home. And the Ravens. Yeah, but, the, but do you, you, you want to have to win four in a row to get there? That's no, you I mean. don't. It's hard to win four games but, in a row. But my point is, if you get to the final month of the season, and maybe you know you're not leading for the wild card, but you're still alive, I think the schedule breaks favorably for them in that. Oh, way. sure. Right. It's not like they got to go on the road. You know, you'd much rather have those games at home. So, if they but if, if they lose to the Giants Sunday, and it's a toss up game, I think if they lose that, they really they now have eliminated any margin for error to go in the going forward. Whereas if they win this game this week, if they win this week, now they, they knock the giants down. They have the tiebreaker on the giants. They could afford to maybe lose to a, to a Bengals or a, you know what I'm saying? Like it just, it just gives them a little, little leeway with a win this week. A loss this week. I'm not saying they're out of it by any means, but now they, they, they can't afford too many other losses along the way. No, the road would get much, much harder, and uh, we'll see how they play and if they get the ball down the field and if they could get their first division uh, win of the season. We'll be back next week. We'll be talking about the Giants game uh, and then, of course, looking forward to the big Atlanta game back at home uh, a week and a half for right now. Elliot, as always, thanks for doing this. Yep, talk to you guys next week. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Joe. And thanks to all of you for listening to Episode 52 of the No Huddle Show or Philadelphia Eagles podcast right here on NJ.com. You can subscribe on iTunes. Stitcher, anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can listen to our podcast and leave us a rating on iTunes. It helps the show grow. 